Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? I'm very happy to be here today. I am so grateful to the outpouring of love, amazing gifts, the million DMs I got of people having a cocktail for my birthday. Thank you so much, all of you, for celebrating my birthday with me, for your listens, your Patreon subscribe subscriptions, everything in between, nice messages. It was amazing. I was overwhelmed with the likes, comments, and everything in between. For my birthday, it was a fantastic 25th birthday. Y'all, I had so much wine. It was great. It was really great. I had the most delicious charcuterie board I've ever had in my life. I had two different glasses of wine of two different colors at the same time, double fisting. Why not? It's been a long year in some change. I'm just so grateful to be in this new stage of my life. I finally, we got our own apartment, me and my fiance. I know you don't come here, listen to me talk, but it is missing with money. So a couple things, little, little things. Very excited to be starting this new year off to a good start. I'm moving into my apartment in just a few weeks. Have packed 0.00 things. Love that for me. And I don't know what's going to happen. I'm starting a brand new job. I'm going to be student teaching. It's so many things this year, but I'm very grateful to be here another year to have survived a panorama, a panic at the disco, a penny party, a penny proud um, for those who are aware of what that is, if you know what the Brow family is. I'm just very happy to be alive and have great health and to be, you know, doing the things. We're here and talking to y'all, talking to more people about things and other people that we love or don't love and why we love or don't love them. And none of that has changed. Today, doing the same thing. Going to have the Real Mounds of Bravo on today. Very excited for that. Y'all, ate up my first installment on the Patreon of the Rewind and Rewatch series I'm doing, where I'm rewatching, rewinding and rewatching the first season, first episode of Bravo Housewives. And I don't think it's going to be limited to Housewives. I can see myself watching the first episode of Southern Charm or NOLA too, and uh, Below Deck. Like, just opening the vault, seeing what's there and seeing how far we've come since then. If we need to go backwards, if we are glad we moved forward. OC was amazing. Y'all ate up the one with me and Kendrick from um, Me, You, Housewives and Marvels 2 podcast. He was fantastic. Doing Beverly Hills season one, episode one, this upcoming week of the first week of May. With a special guest, if you love her, 
and I'm glad, you know, she'll be over there. You'll see who it is soon. But um, she's a fan favorite, I'll say that. So I'm very excited to be doing that because I think our banter and back and forth is fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to doing that. I'm loving rewatching these. It's no context. We're diving in, talking about the episode, breaking it down way more in depth than I tend to do on the main feed, mainly because that's all we're talking about is that one show. And recapping it for people who are like, let me remember why I like this show or not. Or I'm going to rewatch first and then listen along and see what y'all hit. And if you hit all the right things, giving our commentary and all of that jazz, it's been great. I'm really excited for all the things that I've been recording. I set up 12 episode recordings over the next eight or nine weeks. I have to for both Patreon and the feed because like I said, the summer is about to be busy. Your girl is running camps for children. I'm out here trying to make sure the children have a good time and that I have a good time with them. But I also want you to have a good time with me. So very busy. I'm excited. There are some great brand new voices coming to the pod that we've not heard on here before. And I think that'll be really fun if we literally mix it up. So without further ado, someone, some women who have, of course, been on the pod before, but I wanted to have like a nice little Mother's Day, even though it's a, a while early, Mother's Day episode feel happening. So I had some cool moms come on. We're talking. I mean, everyone's a cool mom. If you have a kid, you're a cool mom. Thank you for doing that. Repopulating the planet. Very important. We appreciate you. And that's why I appreciate the moms of the world. I love my mother. You know, I don't get to spend it with her this year um, because we're not in the same place, but soon I will. I had some moms on the day from the Real Moms of Bravo, Abby and Vanessa, where we talk mom-related things about Bravo. We, of course, break down all three shows. Don't worry. Not a bonus episode. This is a real fee. We talk the shows, but mainly... I wanted their perspectives on some things, and I even played a little game with them about housewives, mommy mode, things like that, where they got to pick stuff based on the things of the moms of the shows we love. And why not? Moms are people too. They have opinions too, and I love to hear their opinions and their thoughts about you know watching these shows as people who have to make very quick decisions, snap judgments sometimes, and my mama has almost always been right in my life, in my opinion. Now, as a child, didn't think so. Now, maybe. But I really love to hear their perspective. I want to celebrate them a little bit because it's Mother's Day. So if you're a mama or a parent or you're missing a mama or you're becoming a mama or you know a mama, you know, maybe you're a mama to somebody at work or something like that. I especially want to say shout out to you. Thank you. And happy early Mother's Day to you. And if you are someone who wants to observe or it's you're not able to observe this year for whatever reasons, like Teresa and everything, I am I love you and you're amazing and my heart goes out to you. And we will have fun this episode. I really hope so. First and foremost, we gotta do a little bit of black excellence. Um, because it's been a while and I want to make sure that we're doing that and I keep up with that because that is structure and people like that according to reviews and emails I get. So yay, structure. Um, little intro, banter goes first and black excellence and then plug the Patreon probably like 14,000 more times. Just kidding. I won't. And then we get into the episode. So black excellence this week goes out to Canton, Ohio's first Black fire chief sworn in after in their the whole city's 200 year history. This man is the very first black fire chief in Canton, Ohio. His name is 
Kwame Shalahu. Kwame Shalahu. Yes. Kwame Shalahu Akbar Bennett. He is the city's first black chief in uh, for the fire department in 200 years of being established. Um, his, appoint, his appointment came one year shy of the department's bicentennial, and it was established in 1822. And now here we are. And shout out to this man. Congrats, um, Mr. Bennett. He, or Chief Bennett, excuse me. He is a former Army National Guard combat medic. What? Yes, we love a good medal. Also, he is just the bomb. Look at him smiling ear to ear. You can't see it, but um, he has been serving as the interim chief for quite some time now. So it seems like it was a rightful next step for him. Um, he worked his way through the ranks and he became the battalion chief before transitioning to division chief in 2015. Congrats to this man. It is absolutely amazing. That story, of course, comes from Because of Them We Can on Instagram, just because of them. And because of him, someone else will be able to do this. And now he's breaking barriers for other people of color, black men, women, other minorities, other people, period, to be able to really meet expectations, be qualified, and actually get the jobs that they are qualified for, that they deserve, that they work hard for, regardless of what they look like. And that's simply all we want. Um, so very excited for him. Congratulations again to Chief Bennett on your success becoming the first Black Fire Department chief in Canton, Ohio, ever, since its inception. And now, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do some Housewives. We're talking Dallas, Atlanta's reunion part one, New Jersey, and playing games with the host of the Romance of Bravo on pod or any podcast that you, um, any podcast platform that you have that you would like to listen to, you can find them there and on Instagram under the same name. Up next, Abby and Vanessa from RMOB. All right, guys, as promised, I am here with two of the coolest moms. They're not regular moms. They are cool moms, which means you are now automatically upgraded to being a cool person as well. Just by listening, I have Abby and Vanessa from the Real Moms of Bravo podcast, hit podcast and hit top Instagram account where they literally Y'all, the deep dives, the deep dives, the meme game, the mom game. It's all just a list, a top level. Like we're, we're top shelf over here. So welcome back, Abby and Vanessa. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I mean, what an introduction. We're top shelf liquor, like Lisa yes. Barlow's Vita. We're Vita <laughs> Let me tell class. you something. <laughs> I keep it right next to me. I, I knew you were going to whip it right out. That's here. why I mentioned it. I Thank always you. What an out. introduction. <laughs> Thank what you. I've become kind of famous for my introductions over here, mainly because I only have people on that I like. So I think it helps. <laughs> it definitely does. There's nothing worse when there's somebody you really don't even know that well. And you're like, they are a huge Bravo fan and we're yeah. ready to talk to them. <laughs> it's really awkward. Those yeah. are oh, it so is. Inter forced interactions are awkward. But for those of you listening, this voice, I'm Vanessa. And I'm yes. Abby. And I'm yes. so excited. I'm so excited. Y'all, we have so many fun things. To get to, we have a very fun game that I kind of came up with just inspired by watching things 
Um, I made up the game while not taking absolutely any notes on Dallas because zero things happened that were worth note taking. So of course that means we have to get through it first because otherwise y'all listening would not listen to all of it and you will fuck up my numbers. So we're going to get through Dallas first and then we will hit Jersey and at, or Atlanta and Jersey um, because it's obviously got to build up to the the big thing and jersey's the only thing anything happened on so let's talk dallas consensus of the internet people watching people on this zoom call would all say we are done with murder mystery parties right it's been overdone no more yeah all the parties are i mean at least for dallas i know we're in a pandemic but holy Holy lack of storyline that we yeah. really had like 20 different parties this entire season. It's just, yeah, we're done with murder mystery, especially, but we're especially done with Dallas. Yes, I understand because it's actually kind of crazy because Dallas, there are pl- probably plenty of things we could talk about. Just saying, there are some storylines we could follow up on, and it just seems like it's falling very flat. We are doing lots of parties, we're still barely like how are we at this mansion for what is going to be what three episodes like I mean this is the finale but like why is you guys revealed on your Instagram stories that this is not I think Cam posted something that showed that this was actually not where they wrapped so this wasn't the actual filmed finale party right the 80s party was supposed was if you go chronologically the 80s party was the last party so I don't I have a theory that they switched it up as some of these things about Brandy and her husband came to be because they, did you notice at the end, they did a really dramatic, like they cut to black and white and it was like, boom, right as they kissed. And that was the end of it for like Brandy and her husband. Yeah. It was really bizarre. And her little, like, where are they now? It talked about, you know, she found out she was 16 weeks pregnant. She delivered her baby girl. And then it said a month later, she mourned the loss of her dog, but there was no mention of her mother-in-law who passed right. away as well like very that was a big deal and her daughter being in the car like yeah. that's a major major deal and it's interesting to me because in the trailer that I've seen so far for the reunion we do see her talking about the uh, video of Brian allegedly cheating or allegedly doing something else y'all internet detectives love to theorize and hypothesize and y'all have said that it don't look like it's a real kiss looks like it's some other kind of dealings going down but either way video has surfaced of this happening and they do bring that up but I didn't see them talk about her mother-in-law which I found strange because and this is not to say she would should do this but that'd probably be one of the only redeeming things for her to happen at the reunion because so many of the not great things that happened this season are centered around Brandy, literally racism, not a great time. So for that, right. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? That and her husband being an alleged cheater, that those are the two things he's like, okay, so Brandy, what are you doing? Like what's going on in your (laughs) but if that was if she talked about like her actual family situation like this accident that was something that was like really hard for anybody to go through I'm surprised she even came like I don't understand the the logic there in what we're seeing and especially what you just said Abby of what was shown at the finale if they're not going to mention that that's the whole purpose of a finale yeah it was just I mean usually it's like major 
the major things that have happened. And oftentimes right. it's like, oh, we already knew that. And so when her thing came up, I thought when I saw in a month later, she mourned, I was like, I paused it. Cause they don't give you enough time to read those two. I would say, oh, no, of course but not. I paused it. Cause I was like her dog, like no mention of her mother-in-law, which that happened. I mean, right before, I think it was like five or six weeks before she delivered. Like you said, her daughter was in the car, was also involved in the accident and hospitalized. I mean, it was a terrible thing. I was just really surprised there was no mention of it. And it made me wonder if maybe she like strategically chose not to put anything about her husband in there. Yeah, that's very strange, but it still would be like, even if it's not about her husband, it's her kid's grandmother. So that's still something like the dog. Like, it's just like that bunny funeral (laughs) that we had to sit through. Like we get it. Pets die sad, but girl, (laughs) humans a little bit more important. I don't know. I mean, the only thing that made Dallas worth watching, in my opinion, is Dr. Tiffany Moon, which I know you mm-hmm. have a connection to, but she was fantastic. I thought for a first first season housewife, I thought she had a stellar season, despite all the shit she had to deal with yeah. and the crap from Brandy. Um, yeah. I completely agree. Um, then pretty much all that we get this episode is a lot of back and forth and confrontation, both behind the back and you know to their faces on whether or not Carrie is respectful of things because her and Brandy did destroy uh, JR's room. They broke the plexiglass and tried to break in. Um, Carrie's response in the confessionals was like, it's a TV show, like who cares? It was very deflective. And I, my parents loved Dallas. I watched the reboot when it came on and I was like, oh, okay. But you don't have to be a fan of the show to know that it's a thing. Like this, especially in Texas, this is like a big deal. The South Fork Ranch is like a major thing, but also just in general, it's someone else's property. Like that is not your family's owned B- Airbnb or whatever. And even if it was, just don't destroy the Airbnb, historic landmark or not, just what are you doing? So did you she guys destroy think- the place in Oklahoma too? Yeah, like, dumping, like, like salsa on the bed, you know, no, that just, was terrible. Cheerios yeah. girl. Next time go for the things that we could vacuum. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause even though she was like, Oh, I washed the sheets. I was like, yeah, but you know how long a rinse cycle takes? Like I got to sit up and wait 13 and a half minutes for the express wash and then 60 to a hundred minutes for the dryer because you got to like with, with the bedding you got to take it out and then like unfold it and then put it back in and let it dry the other side I don't want to wait for all that we could just vacuum like and you know it went to the mattress like I mean it's just oh yeah. of course it's red yeah. like that's the yeah. whole thing it's never no, red things Carrie you know I've said this on our podcast I so badly like want to root for her there's not oh. very many Latinx representation yeah. Um, housewives and her being, you know, a proud Mexican and all these different things. I like so badly want her to do well just for that reason. Yeah. But she's it's hard. I'm so she's sorry. Very, for become very she's <laughs> yeah, thank you. She's become she's very become very unlikable. I think um and I don't know. I just it's hard watching her. She just seems very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt she's probably a good time. Um, but the way everything kind of went down with her, it just is ugly. And I agree. It's just behavior that makes you, I mean, next season, if she comes back, it's going to be like, does she have a drinking problem? Like, and I don't know that she necessarily does. I just feel that she just brought a bad energy. Yes. It just wasn't fun. Um, 
I got what Tiffany was saying about how, you know, they're, they were going harder on Carrie than they were on Brandy. But at the same time, Carrie is a repeat offender in this situation. And it's exactly why I said during the Leanne season, I was like, Leanne, to me, should have been fired because it's proof she's not a good housewife. Because if you're a housewife and your first line of defense and controversy with someone is their race, ethnicity, or nationality, you're not a good housewife. Because there were plenty of things you could say about Carrie before you ever get to whether or not she's Mexican. That is not her, and that's not her downfall. But that's there's a bajillion people who are Mexican. What you could say is any of the other character flaws that she had that were like open for the day magnified yeah like, it's really we're watching all really of them. interesting because it's not i noticed in cam when she posted that 80s rap she tagged everyone but deandra and tiffany so and i know carrie mm. and cam have a podcast together and then stephanie and brandy mm. are obviously good so it's like the four of them versus deandra and tiffany but yeah there's very strange. Ton, there's a ton of shit you could talk on it's very we'll strange. say we miss leanne though like not really well i think you needed somebody who wasn't afraid to really have a confrontation like even listening to the women the way they talked to yeah. carrie they just like were very like sweet and like the way they said it and even like stephanie's like i mean this is like a museum and i don't want that to be a reflection of us and you know then carrie later was kind of like tearing in the bathroom and deandra was like i'm sorry if i made you feel bad it's like you kind of needed someone like leanne who's gonna be like listen that's bullshit you can't do this you're making us look like bad guests like get it together you did this in oklahoma you're doing it now like you kind of needed somebody that wasn't afraid to be a little bit more like aggressive and assertive Mm -hmm. and i agree that deandra needed or uh, leanne needed to go and i think deandra tried to step up a little bit but she's not a leanne like you just need somebody that's okay with being a bit of the villain and i don't think any of those women want to be it yeah you need someone who's batshit a little yeah yes little um danielle stop but not full danielle stop yeah right not hair pulling but basically willing to like is okay being disliked in a way is this is the future of Dallas that it's over and we move somewhere else in Texas because I've always thought that if this is the best we could do for casting this is now season five and we have casted and recasted this show since season one when it wasn't Housewives to now and this is what we still consistently come up with as the best and it's still mediocre at best do we move on You know, I feel like they'll come back. I, you know, oddly enough, we posted something on our Instagram, a meme about our thoughts, our feelings about the season of Dallas. And there were tons, I was surprised by the number of comments of people like said, we love it. We love this Dallas. I've loved this season. And I don't know what the um, viewership numbers are. Low. That's why I'm always asking people because I did a thing where I like compared all the all the housewives to certain brands and people got very up in arms when I call Roni Zara Bradley. But I was like, okay, y'all keep coming into my DMs about this, but you're not watching the show. Like you're not watching it. You put it on the back burner the same way you would do Vera Bradley. You visit them yearly. At the annual sale or during the holiday season, you get something because it's comfortable, you know, it's reliable and it's sturdy and you keep going and you appreciate it for what it is for the years, but you don't get excited to go look at it. People go, oh, it's just comforting television. That is not what gets the ad dollars, girl. (laughs) Dallas is not getting the ad dollars. Still the highest rated episode is Leanne's wedding and they had no food. 
come on this is I, it i think if you make the argument that dallas needs to go oc has to be in that category ah, yeah send them. i i think with what we've seen with salt lake and again i mean this was kind of like lightning just striking with the whole jen shaw thing i'm they could not have asked oh. for a better situation um as far as ratings go because oh, yeah. everybody i mean oh. that season two it's going to be insane. The ratings there, all the girls are shaking it. In their but now. <laughs> even before that, I felt like, wow, felt like it was different. It was fresh. And everyone seemed to, for the most part, true Bravo fans seemed to like it. I think the people that kind of teeter and like jump in and out, were like, I don't see what the fuss about Salt Lake was, mm-hmm. but I think it is time. Like, I do think there are certain shows that have a shelf life. I think OC is one of them. I think Dallas is one of them. I think maybe you move to a different part of Texas. Austin would be amazing. It's a yes. more of a melting pot. It's a we little less San Antonio. Like they try yeah. to do with Texacanas. You can actually do that. You can have a multicultural or a non fully white leading cast and it can work. I said it before. If you branded Texacanas as real house size of San Antonio, it probably would have worked if they had the right production. It was the production. It had nothing to do with the cast. The cast was fine, but it was the production. I feel like they'll get at least one more season just because of popularity around Stephanie. And I mean, I feel like Tiffany had a, I, I think as fans, like I would want to see Tiffany's story continue to evolve in some ways. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have been saying like, how about Mary to Med, um, Texas, like put Tiffany in yeah, there. They did do Houston. Like it didn't fan well, but that was also because Mary to Medicine was still very, very new yeah. at the time. So now that it's like super established, I would love to see Married in Medicine Dallas. Dallas is like one of the top medical field places like in the U.S. It's a big, big, big mecca for all that stuff. So I could see it. I would like to see it. I would like to see Dallas. If not that, call the girls from Big Rich Texas back on the Style Network because if people would say yes to Style Network, they'll say yes to Bravo. And there was real money there. And I think, oh my God, I can hear at least three of the Bravo fan pages in my account right now going, I have told you this 17 times, exactly which one of them that was on like Big Rich Texas that was also on Housewives like season one, like as a friend of, I always forget it. It wasn't Heidi Dillon or it was, I don't remember. But either way, someone was very rich, had a very Latin American husband and she loved to be like, that's my hot Latin lover, but like didn't do the racist thing like Leanne. She would like leave it there. Like she would just start it and then like stop. And she had a daughter and the daughter was like wrong, rich and cute. And it was like a really great show or Dallas Divas and Daughters. But either way, there are girls out there who I feel like we should be asking. Did you watch Dallas Most Eligible? Our most eligible oh, I Dallas. did. And then yeah. I watched, of course, Courtney Loves Texas or Dallas or whatever. I love that show. Yeah. I, I love the first couple of seasons. I didn't love uh, when Courtney got her own show and I'm kind of like- yeah. I'm kind of over Courtney a little bit, but I, I loved the show and the dynamic. And I think there's like, they, you could bring some of those people into it or do something like that. Or maybe it's some of those. It was like the pre, yeah, like pre, it was like the precursor for Southern charm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that makes sense. And I would love to see Southern charm, Texas after you bring back Nola, just, just throwing <laughs> that out there. Um, shall we move on to New Jersey? Yes. 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 Very excited. I actually really liked this episode. I was very confused when last week it was like to be continued. And I was like, to be continued, what? Teresa is crying. It's a tea party. What are we continuing? Her crying? And then a tea That's party? That's my biggest pet peeve. Like, my, <laughs> I, I lose my shit when Bravo does a to be continued because one, it's like a weekly series. Like, it's, it's always to be continued. It's always continued. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it's the whole point of a fucking season. It continues episode. Like there is a storyline. There is like a point to it, but they always pick it at times where it's like somebody be like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. It's like to be continued. It's like, but we know we're going to find out next week. You're not like, so yeah, I, they love to throw that out there. It drives me crazy. Yes. I, I'm glad that Teresa was able to leave and go and be with her mom at her grave. And I love the mom chat of it all. Um, did you, is this like a precursor to the future? Like, are you like foreshadowing, like, you know, one day your daughters will force all of y'all into a room <laughs> with all of uh, her friends' moms and stuff or your kids' like friends' moms and it's like tea and tell us about how you live your life so differently than the traditional norms of everybody else's. I see myself making embarrassing my daughter, like visiting her at college when she's legally of age. You're Vicky. Yeah. Oh my God. You're showing little... up at the frat house. Yep. I got a little <laughs> bit of that Vicky energy in there. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. So I will um, embarrass her and share all my stories and That's think amazing. I'm a lot cooler than I am, but that was be- amazing. I think it's different with boys. Like, I don't think they're going to be sitting around having conversations, like, you know, like the whole, like when people's sex life came up and like the moms were like, well, you know, uh-huh. we, you know, we've been around the block and like, I don't think boys are going to like talk about like banging chicks in front of their mom. So I don't yeah. know. Like, I think, and I don't think I'll have a tea party. No, probably not. Are you showing up to Michael's frat house? No. Okay. I, I will go to mom's weekend. Um, and I'll probably have fun with like the other moms there, but I would not, um, I don't know if I'm going to show up, but again, I think it's different. If I had a daughter, it, I would, I would go embarrass her. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, no. it's just different. I think, yeah. I think is I, well, my girls love me now. Like I'm like their mm-hmm. superhero, which is amazing. And I hope I forever say they're superhero. It's very possible. As, well, I hope so. I'm working on it, but if, you know, I think it's just to show, I think at that stage of life, it would be nice for my girls to see me as a human being and not just their mom. So okay. I think, I mean, I don't necessarily need to do keg stands or do that shit, but just yeah. like to know that, Hey, my mom can have a good time. Like she's, she's yes. fun. I get it. I mean, you my, know? all of my friends absolutely adore my mom. My fiance has a she texts my mom very separately like they talk about because they go walking from two separate states like together and Aww. all of my bridesmaids have my mom's like number like w- one of them lives in the area will do anything for my mom like she'll always go there and she'll like bring my mom anything that she needs and my mom will give her a plate like they love my mom probably more than me to be honest <laughs> so I always had a cool mom but that was mainly because she definitely like let me do my own thing but she was never like her main rule was always just I'm not bailing anybody out of jail so do with that information what you will and I'm like well I don't this feels like I could end up in jail and she said I would have to stay so I can't do that so I was able to use a lot of my own best judgment and if I just texted her where I was I could go to like the uh the 11 o'clock twilight premiere on a weeknight because she's like just text me where you are and every transition you make so she and I was like I just gotta tell my mom where I am and they're like wow your mom just lets you come out like I don't have to sneak I just have to tell her where I'm at. And then I can I think go. it's like the difference of texting. Like we didn't grow up with texting. So we had to be a yeah. little bit more creative and shady because like your parents wouldn't say, sure, just go to the movie and then like call me when you get to your friend's house type mm-hmm. of thing. So usually it's like, oh, I'm going to spend the night at Meredith's and you know, that's all we're doing. My and mom we was a call the, the other mom, mom though. She was oh, really? a, I need to talk to them <laughs> just to make sure that's what you're doing. You know, like that's, that's smart. A thing. I'm like taking mental notes right now, but <laughs> I was so square in high school. Like I, 
I mean, I was doing like playing board games on a Saturday night with my friends. <laughs> oh no, I was get in trouble for coming home at like midnight. Weirdly popular. I don't understand. I hated oh. everything about high Money. school, but I really oh. liked. No, I can see Sarah, it. Be a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I didn't get it. I, don't I mean, get I just it. like I to just... talk to people. <laughs> I don't really get it, but I have a podcast and Instagram page. And (laughs) listen, I was just like, talk to people. (laughs) And I still do, apparently. (laughs) So, but let's find your niche. Someone who's not super popular. um, You guys have an entire like Dirty John series on your Patreon. And I found this episode and the one you're coming on for today super poetic because majority of the episode is spent discussing Teresa's new boyfriend, Luis. And him, is Teresa in love? Is she not? Joe's telling people, yes. And Melissa's like, listen, she's not coming for me. So I'm saying nothing. Margaret's like, yeah, she is. And it's like, all about Louise. Should she meet someone else or not? Is she going out for the booty call? But you guys have a series on your Patreon. Please tell the people while they're literally typing it in and subscribing, what is at least, give me two major things you've uncovered about Louise. Um, well, we've uncovered, he has a very dark past when it comes to dating women and that there is a pattern. Oh. And he's following the pattern with Teresa right now. So you can check that out. Go to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And, um, we have three, three episodes for the series. Uh, that's it for now, but I'm sure I'm just waiting for this reunion. Something's going to come up. There's some lawsuits with his company. I mean, this guy is not, Oh my God. It's like Slade all over again. Yeah. It's a little, I feel like it might be a little bit more dark. Um, based on what we know, we've actually have been in contact with women who have dated him um whoa and yes so um, it's not it's not good and honestly like abby and i said this on our podcast like i'm not a tree hugger by any means i want we want her to be happy we want her to be happy she's a lot of shit like i want her to be happy and you know i just don't want her to i don't know from what everything we know about this guy and i know there's two sides of every story i just feels wrong like yeah feels wrong so yeah. I just hope and I don't really uh, foresee Teresa yeah I don't really foresee Teresa I haven't done a lot of background research oh no well, Teresa I feel like <laughs> being you know kind of old school in her way of thinking like having this guy showering her with attention and like all yeah. these different things like why wouldn't someone like like that so um yeah I mean he waved at her of course he did. He knows who she is. Like she was yeah. so shook by that. I'm like, that's really sweet. But honey, I'd wave at you too. Like she, I, we all know Teresa. Teresa, for as long as she's been on TV, she has this um like a naive. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Is that the word? Um yeah. to her. Like she's a little naive. So yeah. I just hope um that there's people that she can trust their judgment if they say something's up like i'm curious to know what dolores truly thinks right Uh, surely from what we hear and again there's more tea to be spilled on a patreon patreon.com slash bravo. but the the other cast members are aware of this oh wow okay Listen, I am already a Patreon subscriber, so y'all can um, join the cool club. Um, I am not shocked. I am saddened, but at the same time, 
the picker seems to sometimes be off for these ladies, especially on New Jersey. I mean, we spent the tail end of the entire evening all coming at Dolores. I mean, this is what I get for Joe being a lovable misogynist because he was, in my opinion, I agree he was dog whistling Melissa, but drunkenly and I think out of love in a weird way, letting Dolores know you can't like, you can't be alone. Like you gotta do, you can't be by yourself because it's bad for you. You're ruined. And he tells Frank, his friend, like you ruined her. And I'm like, no. But then he also told her, look, well, yeah, you couldn't be with Frank because he was doing his thing. Excuse me, there's no doing your thing when you're married and having children with this person. That's not doing his own thing. That's what he does before he marries and or impregnates her it's like you don't get to excuse that and in the same breath criticize her how for how she's moving on did we get misogynistic vibes oh my gosh i i like i it's we i really don't like when there's a gang up on like the yes, shows yes, yes. and i felt like it was yes. everybody chiming in on dolores and it was kind of like look you they've all said their piece they all think it's weird. They don't live together. They think that David will never give Dolores the commitment she deserves. We don't love David either. Like I want Dolores to be with like this perfect guy who appreciates her, loves her and gives her everything she deserves out of a relationship. But at the end of the day, if she's happy with the Porsche and she's excited about it, let the girl drive her car. Like, I just felt like it was way too much of a focus on, oh my God, like this was him stalling for the ring. Maybe she doesn't want the ring anymore. Maybe she had a choice. Yeah, she did say when she was going to go get her um her mastectomy or no her uh, lumpectomy that she d- is happy with where she is in her life right now, and I can understand. And if you're scorned in a marriage, I can understand not running to the altar again. You know, just out of when especially when things are going good, she has her freedom. She doesn't really. I don't think she's gonna find that many men super eager to share her emotionally the same way she does with Frank. David doesn't seem to mind or care. And, you know, she's like, people are like, well, David doesn't really show up for you, but Frank does. So she really does have the best of both worlds. We need to normalize women having two boyfriends. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of people didn't realize this. I didn't actually, I don't know if Dolores shared this when she first joined Jersey, knowing Dolores, probably not, but um, Dolores went on our friend, Michelle Dempsey's podcast, and she revealed that Frank had left her nine months pregnant for a stripper. Yeah. Yeah. Like he cheated on her. So I like want to bring that up because I know there's so many people who are like Frank and Dolores, like they ship that so hard and they, she said it even in this episode. She was, and I'm just like, no, I mean that. She literally said to Joey, she was like, if I didn't want a man with me for whatever reason, if he wasn't making me happy, I kicked my husband out when I was nine months pregnant. I would leave. Like, I'm not this weak, you know, docile-minded woman that's like, I need to stay with this man. Because for what? They have absolutely nothing together. So no, No. they're not married. They have no kids. I mean, her name's not on the house. So she can leave whenever she wants. I think she's genuinely having a good time. And I am here for, again, normalized women having two boyfriends, if that's what they want. I like it for her. She's having a good time. She looks great. So who would, who were the complaints? Yeah. She looks fantastic. She looks amazing. Yeah. I loved it. And I also loved Michelle's house. I mean, not for nothing. The realtor picked a great house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've heard that there was a lot more of her this season and it all got cut out, which tells me you're probably boring and that's unfortunate, but (laughs) um, she said that she's not coming back 
but she also said like she had a really I forgot she went on her Instagram stories and I felt like the quotes were really funny because she made it sound like yeah she was like really involved like you were on like four episodes yeah so someone did tell me that she was cut out a lot like she was I it was maybe her impression that she was testing for full-time at the very least friend of but like more of a Marlo Sutton type vibe and not so much of like a this is my friend Michelle you know as Teresa would say that's (laughs) it like (laughs) like one episode (laughs) right and honestly the best everybody wants to be a Marlo but everybody doesn't have what it takes to be a Marlo and the best friends of to ever do it I think come out of Atlanta what do y'all think it means when the friends of carry more of the show than the main housewives because in Atlanta I found majority of the reunion to be like I don't care like this is yes we're it's a reunion so it's not like much to talk about but it's like this is so okay moving on like what's the next subject until we get into LaToya and now we're talking about LaToya and Drew and then I'm like seeing it in part two Marlo and Shamir coming I'm like oh so now we're about to start great we could have skipped all of part one I think it's, Drew was a big mistake. You think she was a mistake, really? I did think she oversold a lot of things in the reunion. The retweet, I was like, no, I get what you're saying, but like, you're crying. I need you She's to relax. Trying like, she didn't way tweet it. too hard. Like, you've seen those memes of like, she didn't know, understood the assignment. We saw someone do one that was like, she mm-hmm. understood the assignment of trying too hard to be a housewife. Like, everything to her just seemed, it's the actress side. I don't know. I just didn't feel like anything was truly real with her mm-hmm. it felt like she was performing in front of the people that she was in front of like have it didn't you heard the rumor that tampa was a lie yeah tampa was a lie so i said it last week with sam bravo historian i was like what if this was made up and sam like wouldn't talk and she's new to podcasting so she didn't know that like you can't leave your mouth on the floor because we the people can't see it they can only hear it silence but she was like gobsmacked and I was like no what if it was truly a lie and I had at least maybe 10 people DM me and be like no I've actually seen publication of that that's probably untrue like it was like debunked I'm like debunked debunked well, I can explain why he couldn't figure it like couldn't say anything also he, like yeah why did okay so he brought the the receipts to counseling for someone who's so open they will put their son on tv and be like old daddy new daddy i'm gonna literally have my baby daddy fresh from jail in la come on to the show you would think that she would produce the receipts of ralph's tampa trip on the show if they existed like show me their hotel receipt just put them on the little screen you especially if it was true drew would have been like thirsty to show andy like he didn't cheat y'all can be quiet i have a perfect marriage we're in counseling every monday look at what he showed like this is it you would think i am giddy with joy out of this assessment (laughs) out of this read money that yeah no like i mean you're absolutely right and that's i mean to abby's point that's why drew Mm -hmm. and i think i get it abby I think you're right. I really do, Vanessa. Like I, for someone who tries so hard, you wouldn't have to try so hard if you have receipts. To me, it makes sense. Like, honestly, the entire, that was like the, the, that was a moment she tried to force. That's the only real major thing that even happened so far because only one husband came out so far. And that was towards the very end. 
more of the same up until then, which was, you know, King and deflecting Portia and her not getting along. It's they're battling about things that make me so cringe and uncomfortable. Like who is more of an activist and should Kenya be forgiven for the headdress situation? If Portia is not forgiven for the underground road situation, which happened like a gajillion years ago. So we really got to let it go. She has read a book by then I'm sure. But in general, all I had to say to Bravo was I just love how y'all spent a lot of time on Kenya and this Native American costume, which she was, I'm glad she did the research because everything she said was very right on why we do not wear people's costumes as, or people's heritage as costume. She was right. I'm glad she listened and called somebody and didn't just like fight the internet about it. That's a word to Kelly Dodd. If it's part of your heritage, you should know better. <laughs> Miss, I'm black. So I get to be racist. I'm very confused. But Kenya said all the right things but like did bravo issue an apology when luann wore blackface and an afro that diana ross never wore i don't know i don't think they did though no they didn't no one did. there's so many i mean no one did there's so many yeah. things there's been countless i'm sure if we have we're not we don't we're not bravo historians i blame it on the mom brain we'll remember things in bits and pieces but i'm sure if someone were to take time and look at the catalog of bravo shows there's going to be, they're going to find a shit ton of things that are. Yes. I mean, I'm not a mom. So I went back and I looked at the reunion of New York and they spent exactly one minute and 10 seconds in totality talking about Luann's Afro mainly, not so much her bronze skin and in her black face, which she was not at that reunion. But even Carol, who was the only person that called it out in confessionals and was like, she's really like not aware of like how to use stereotypes, like what's wrong with stereotypes. Yeah. She even defended her at the reunion and they were like, oh, well, you know, Luann. And all of them like, I didn't even notice. Mm-mm. And Carol's like, it's just darker on TV. I'm like, I'm sure bronzer on white skin will yeah. come up darker on TV. No, Carol, I remember vividly, like Carol was the only one that was like, this is not okay. But you're yeah. right. I mean, I think, you know, I unfortunately, yeah, Tweet I, it. I think- Or just do the, do the research like Kenya. I think like people are going to make mistakes. Like I, right. I, there was a, my mom, I was helping my mom clean our basement and there was like a box of her college pictures and there was like a person. Now, mind you, this was- 60s or 70s I should know I think it was the 60s there was a person in blackface and I was like did you guys do this and she was like well yeah but like it was wrong it is wrong but seriously no one ever said like that like that happened a lot it doesn't make it okay but like I think it's part of the like yeah now I know how bad that is I would never do that again like let somebody like kind of like with Kenya like let someone do the research acknowledge it and talk about it and I think like they should have given Luann that opportunity I think there's plenty of other housewives that um, it can go down a list yeah I just want them to keep that same energy like yeah and I uh, I believe the Native American community deserves that apology I'm Mm -hmm. just like if we're now going to be stepping up as a network and saying that we did wrong I would like us to continue to do that as we have never done this in the past and now here we are no to continue to do that we, I mean, we talked about it on our podcast this week. I mean, Kelly Dodd, the, the accountability that for all of her behavior, she got off so much easier than she's still not fired. And I'm hearing it's not going to happen. Like there, and he keeps defending her in different radio interviews. And I'm like, 
Okay. So just, it, it's like the most frustrating thing. And he, they all think it's because of like her thought process on COVID. I'm like, nope, that's not it. She yelled at y'all that she was black. So she's basically allowed to be racist and write off everything that people are saying about her because of this when A, it's probably less than 10%, which that doesn't mean that you are or not. I don't know your DNA because you didn't show it, but B, then do the research. Because if Kenya is good for anything, she was able to say, and make really great sense in saying, if it's part of your heritage, you should know better. Same with Portia as an African-American woman. She went on Watch What Happens Live and said F the clock that buzzed her because she ran out of time to talk about it. And she was like, I'm gonna apologize to the community myself. I learned I'm going to do better as it's part of my heritage, as it should be. When you know better, you do better. But how many times we gotta tell y'all to know better? Well, let's not forget Kelly Dodd has a stepdaughter that is biracial. Thank you. And the, do- the stepdaughter is not here for her. The stepdaughter no. is not excited no. about her ignorance. Assessed. But I, that I, needs to be brought up. Yeah. That needs Very to be discussed. By that. Like, oh my God. And she just like writes her off as if like, uh, it's very annoying. I just want them to be consistent across the board. That's all I want from y'all. Bravo. And Atlanta itself Again, not much happened. Um, Latoya is coming out now and she is ready for Drew. She's like one of your, um, there's a lot of offline things apparently have happened between them. I want to know where the cameras were for when Drew's assistant ran into her room and gave her a vitamin C pack. That's actually very funny. I know you fell attacked, Latoya, but that was funny to me. I would love to have seen that. I don't know where the cameras were since they seem to always be everywhere when people are, well, and they set Getting them up ready. everywhere. They set Thank them up you. everywhere. I mean, we've seen, yeah, they set them up everywhere. I want to know, Monty, what would you want to see out of Atlanta next season? Like, who needs to go? Like, does it feel weird that Nini? Nini was like a bigger glue, I think, than I kind of realized. You need her. You need her. And I've said it before. I've always been a Nini apologist. And not even apologist. I don't feel like I need to apologize for Nini. I think Nini is fantastic. I think she's great television. She's extremely quotable. She's highly memeable. And she was the target. She's always a great target or a fantastic queen. But Cynthia is without an alpha and she's flailing like hotcakes. Like, it, she needs to go. I mean, Candy Cynthia, is the only one. This- Cynthia hasn't wasn't even discussed or looked at in the reunion I don't think no because what is there to discuss her wedding and that's it but it's kind of like the same thing with Dallas you need somebody that's okay with being hated you have to have that person on the show and that's Nene and Nene would have roasted Drew she would have roasted Latoya she would have roasted anybody at any time and they would have taken it from her and that's what you need as someone who is also revered by a lot of the cast and I think they would have had that with Nene. And so for next season, I would actually, and Latoya said she's not coming back. I actually think it's a very big mistake. I think she would do well, even as a friend of again. Um, I don't think Drew should stay anymore. I once did, now it feels way too forced and I'm not here for it. Only people I would keep on this cast currently is Candy, Portia, and Kenya. That's it. Who do you feel, because given how Nene kind of had, a, I mean, not kind of, but had a big falling out with Bravo, um understandable I I don't I understand her points I don't necessarily agree with her delivery um but do you think there's any repair to that relationship do you foresee I do only because Nini is this is Nini this is how she is angry at people and things like that so I'm not shocked at all and I I kind of would like her to do 
have some come to Jesus. And I think she could, I think Andy absolutely loves her. And if it were to come down the to the money it, talks, yes, yeah. money does talk. And she just wants to be respected. And I low key get it because Nene, if we're talking about the highest rated show of the entire franchise, and you're looking at the numbers now versus the number of when Nene's was on there. And people are like, well, she's been on not, she's not been on seasons before and they did well, but did they? Because now look at it, it's not happening again. And what you have a, a major difference is there is no Nene, there's no glue. There's nothing tying them together or no comedic relief. I'm not laughing. Nene is funny. Nene she is, is funny. Really funny. When she would have showed up to a protest good. hot and been like, oh, girl, you got me out here sweating for a cause. Like, yeah. she's funny. We need she is it. funny. When she's good, she's good. And I mean, Nene is what got me into Housewives. Like, she's exactly like what got me into it. Um, when she's good, she's good. When she's bad, it's hard. But again, like the dynamics, we need sometimes someone who is okay being unliked and does unpopular things and gives yeah. you something to talk about. I agree. Now something else to talk about Ooh. is now a little mixer. We're going to call it Mommy's Mix It Up. Ooh, I and like it. It's a fun little game where I'm going to ask you a series of questions, give you three options, and you're going to choose based on housewife mom answers your mom aesthetic. Yeah? Okay. All right. So mom style you dig. Are you going for Marlo's mom tea wardrobe, Leah's streetwear, or Cam's high-end Barbie dream closet? Ooh, that's a hard one. I did that on purpose. Oh, that's a really hard one because they're all very different. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with Marlo. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Yes. I don't have the confidence, but I'll pretend today. So I'll go for Marlo. I'm gonna go Cam. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so mom car you'd love to move around in. Are we going with Candy's Bentley truck, Teresa's Range Rover, or Giselle's Mini Cooper? Range Rover. Teresa. Yeah, Range okay. Rover. Okay. So mom cocktail for a kid-free weekend. Are we doing Frank's apple teenies, Teresa's pineapple juice, or Ramona's Pinot Grigio? Ramona's Pinot Grigio for me. This is really hard because uh, recently my body is like literally rejected alcohol where I'll have one drink and I have a hangover of it's like terrible. So I'm trying to think like, what's the one drink? I'm going to go pineapple juice because I won't get a hangover. Okay. Okay. So the mom mansion you're moving into, this is the last one, secluded Lake Bailey on the hill. Her wooden sign gets me every time. Like, who makes a wooden <laughs> sign for your house? I don't know. It's very cute. Jin Shaw Chalet that comes with free FBI surveillance security. <laughs> or Giselle's one level renovated white and velvet in a good school district. I want to go chill. Okay. You're chilling on the hill. Chilling on the hill. I'm going to go chalet. I'm going to go okay, shop. With the free FBI <laughs> yeah, security I mean, no one's, gonna, no one's going to break in. No one is going to break in. It is like the new ADT. <laughs> it's just called FBI and it's constantly watching. I think I'd be funny in there because like I, they're like, oh, we don't even have to listen. This girl is so like square. She's not involved in this at all. So I absolutely I, love it. <laughs> I would love for them to address in a season two SLC um, 
the idea that Brandy Redmond's friend owns that house and Jen was renting it and Jen kind of outed herself in, in saying that and now outed herself again in court. That would be very fun, but girls can dream. <laughs> no, I mean, I kind of feel like, why not? Like all the other women know about it. So yeah. there's plenty of receipts. So I think it's going to be a talking point. Why? Not? I would love Mary Cosby to grill her on it. I can't wait for that. I love that she's in the cast pictures. I'm very excited for her to be out of the closet and into the light um, with us in, in her very many weird questionable ways. fashions. Yes. <laughs> she's really going to be full time this time. You know, I'm like very the room- excited. Yeah. I think it's like from one picture, she got her weave fixed. Yes. I would love to hear more commentary from her about her makeup. If she likes it or doesn't. Um, I I love that she comments on things and doesn't understand social media. And I want her to continue to never learn it. Her and Giselle, they don't understand what they're doing. Giselle does not know TikTok. She thinks it's literally just videos. And Mary is over here using Instagram videos or Instagram pictures as like, look at me. I'm in the mirror. I'm like, this is so much fun. I really love it here. It's actually cute though. I also love Kathy Hilton will comment like, Somebody will comment something. She's like, hey, can you call me? I've been trying to reach yes. you. Yes, and the thousands of people. Like, girl, they're not seeing it, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> much fun. And honestly, so are y'all. Please tell everyone where they can find you and listen to you and follow and join the fun, the mommy things, the mom brain. They're like, girl, me too. I be forgetting stuff and I love Bravo. I am into it. Where can they find you? Amuse them if they're not already of course, yes. a part of the, the mom. Oh, you're, you're so sweet. Well, we will warn you. You do have to have forgiveness for mom brain. We um, had an interesting review, which uh, was upset that we would confuse the different Joes on Jersey, which there are three of them, uh, so but in, many. <laughs> like it happens, but um, so we are real moms of Bravo. You can find us on Instagram at real moms of Bravo. Our podcast is real moms of Bravo and our Patreon page is patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And uh, yeah, follow us, DM us. I mean, we respond to every DM. It's like our favorite thing talking to everybody. I love yes. it. Y'all, please go hit them up. You know, of course, where to find me on all the things at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home if you're feeling sick or if you are a carry on Dallas. Thank you. Love you. Take care of yourselves and one another. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.